Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Touchdown, Tiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by one day Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Grab your mouth guard, strap on the gloves, because it's time for another edition of Brother versus Brother here on Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. I'm your host, Ron Crook, joined, of course, by former New York Giant Tiki Barber and former Tampa Bay Buck, Rondé Barber. Guys, what is up? What is up is that Tiki's wearing a size medium, so he can't buckle his top shirt, his top oh. button on his shirt. <laughs> Guns are out already. I'm flexing. I'm flexing because I'm crushing it. Did you take that from my 16-year-old's closet? <laughs> Dude, I started lifting weights again, man. I got big. I was 182 pounds a year ago. Now I'm like 195, so I just got big again. Yeah, no I haven't had no a chance to go shopping yet. Yeah, no second uh, comeback attempt, though, right? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> oh, we'll save that for another time. But uh, I'd show I'd show those guns off too, Tiki. Hey, you know, before we look ahead, let's take a look back and at last week. Really, I mean, forget about brotherly love. You two disagreed on several games, highlighted by the game of the week. You both picked Green Bay versus uh, Detroit in round number one. Goes for the man with the guns right now. The way of Tiki Barber, who took the Packers to cover the 11 and a half against the Detroit Lions. Rondé, you are all over the Lions. Yes, I'm, Lions? I'm, uh, I'm eating a lot of humble pie right now. I was so dead <laughs> wrong on that. But I texted Tiki at halftime or called him at halftime. It's like, how do you feel about your number right now? It's a close game <laughs> for, for two quarters. And then... You know, it reverted back to the Lions that we know and the Packers that that we all expected at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, I, I was definitely wrong. I was right, though, on the 49ers on the road as a plus uh, against the Eagles. So I got, I got something right. But I, I will yeah. admit, Tiki, you were way you were way, way ahead of me on that on that. I got to tell you, I was ne- when when the underdog scores first and the line is 11 yeah. and all of a sudden you're like yeah that's 18 now <laughs> it becomes <laughs> it becomes a challenge uh but green bay look they're they're just they have such good talent on the team what happened in week 1 you can kind of 
chalk it up to the New Orleans Saints being galvanized. Remember, they have been displaced because of Ida mm-hmm. for the last month or so. So being together, training camp all in one spot, it was just an uplifting moment to play that first game. But the Saints got destroyed, only had 128 total yards in week two. That also is explainable because now they're on the road. Uh, they get eight coaches that get COVID, mainly because they're not in their normal facilities with the same protocol. So The destruction in week two was also very predictable, which may be informative of one of the games that we have later on. I tell you what, what what I've noticed about week, the first two weeks of the season, you want to be an underdog. (laughs) I think the (laughs) underdogs are 21 and 11, including what were they, 9 of 16 last week uh, on the betting odds. I mean, at this point in the year, you don't really know what teams are, what there's there's 21 teams that are one and one in the NFL right now. That that's it's pretty hard to to to, to classify what a, a team is or is not at this point. So you know it's it's always going to be a challenge early in the year. It's teams have yet to uh, decide who or how they're going to be. One thing we do know though. The Jets aren't going to be very good. (laughs) (laughs) Easy now. Yeah, I mean, you hit it, Rondé. If you jumped on the underdogs, just looking at some stats here, uh, you'll be reaping the benefits at this point. I think 11 dogs covered in week number one. Favorites bounce back a little bit in week two. Seven favorites covered the spread. Nine underdogs came in, and those uh, that's according to the closing odds from Superbook.com. Uh, what stood out to me, too, guys, from last week, so many injuries, especially yep. on the quarterback front. So we mm-hmm. need to keep an eye on those uh, as we move into week three. You know, the lines will move as teams announce who will be the quarterbacks. Is it Andy Dalton or Justin Fields in Chicago? Is it Tua or uh, Brissett in Miami? Just a few to keep an eye on. I don't so, like any guys, of the backups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Uh, well, before we preview week number three of the NFL season, make sure that you guys are doing your homework with the latest odds from Superbook.com. Once you do your prep, get in the game. Download the Superbook app, and uh, you'll get the latest lines and special betting promotions. And, of course, make sure you're following us on social media at Superbook Sports. All right, let's kick it off, guys, uh, with our first game of the week. Really, two teams that seems to be trending in opposite directions as the New York Jets 0-2 travel to Denver to take on the 2-0 Denver Broncos. Uh, you know, I think only this homer would have said at the beginning <laughs> of the year that the Denver Broncos would be ahead of both the Chiefs and the Chargers in the standings after two games. Uh, unbelievable. Maybe even I wouldn't have believed that, but they are they are tied with the Raiders uh, at 2-0 and in the AFC West. They have a chance to go 3-0 and because they are playing the Jets at home uh, as the Jets come in struggling. Man, it was a ugly game for the J-E-T-S last week against the Patriots. Bill Belichick's defense just made it a long and frustrating day for rookie quarterback Zach Wilson, who threw four picks, but that's what they do. Guys, here are the odds coming in from Superbook.com. Denver open as in a huge 11-point favorite. Uh, Current odds are now 10.5, the over-under 41. Denver, one of the biggest favorites of week three. Uh, Denver is 2-0 against the spread. And the Jets, O and two. Ronde, take it away. I tell you what, Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback, all he does is cover the spread. 
I mean, he's he's covering this football team. He's 77% completion at this point in the year. No wide receiver uh, in Jerry Judy. He's out. But Cortland Sutland, all he does is go out and have a 159-yard receiving day, and they look really balanced on, on offense. Now, it's hard for me to buy uh, the Denver Broncos right now because they played a bad team last week in Jacksonville close. I mean, that game was closer than it, than, the, than the final score indicated, and, and we know how bad the Jags are. But, look, Teddy Bridgewater, he's so efficient. They have enough weapons on offense. They have defense that can – uh, that, that can get after the quarterback. And the Jets, look, they're asking this rookie quarterback to do way too much. They have a pretty decent runner in rookie Michael Carter, who's only got 13 or 14 touches on the entire year. So, so if you're looking to bet the Jets, if they're going to play the same way that they played these first two weeks, they have no chance. They're going to get just completely uh, covered 10 and a half points. I don't care what it is, 11 and a half points, 12 points. It doesn't matter. They're, they're putting too much on the young kid, and it's, and it's, and it's resulting in bad, uh, in bad, bad showing on, on, uh, uh, for their football team. Yeah, you know, I think the interesting thing about this game, well, really about the Denver Broncos, is who whoever st- uh, did the scheduling made it so easy for them. Giants, Jags, Jets to start. Well, Ron, three and Ron was behind that. I had, I'm telling yeah, you. I had a little pull on that one. You talk about it, man. Look, yes, I know they played that game against the Jags close, but they only gave up in total 189 yards to the to the Jags squad. And look, you talk about Michael Carter for the uh, for the New York Jets. Well, his running mate back at the University of North Carolina, Javante Williams, is such a good complement in the backfield up in in Colorado to Melvin Gordon, which allows Teddy B to be free and open and push the ball downfield to Tim Patrick and to Noah Fant and Cortland Sutton. You see all of these big plays happening uh, because their run game has been so consistent. Now, the biggest thing to me in this game is that the Jets' defense has been playing well. They're actually a top-10 defense in football, but the turn Turnovers, yep. the lack of production, the red zone short circuits of this offense have been the, their Achilles heel. Uh, the problem with the Jets being top 10 is that the, if the Denver Broncos are top five. And so I like this Denver Broncos squad. Von Miller, who we mentioned last week, he's got three sacks on the season already. They can, Patrick Sertain had an interception last week. They're going to get after this Jets team. I like the 10 and a half for the home team. Uh, give me the Denver Broncos laying 10 and a half. Got it. And just to clarify, Rondé, you're going Denver too, correct? Absolutely. Ten and a half. I don't care what the number is. If if Zach Wilson (laughs) is going to be allowed to throw four interceptions in a game against one of the greatest defensive-minded coaches ever, then the Jets are just in disarray right now. they got to figure something out. Yeah, let's let's make it a clean sweep. Uh, I'm a little hesitant to see Denver cover uh, three weeks in a row, but Rondé, you hit it. They have uh, uh, one of the easiest schedules right now in the league. If Teddy Bridgewater continues to play and do what he was brought in to do, uh, they're going to be just fine. But this is the home opener, and Mile High is going to be rocking with the Broncos. Yep having a chance to go 3-0 and for the first time since 2016. Yeah, I'm going with Denver as well. So make sure to stay on top of all the line movements at Superbook.com for the latest lines, point totals, and Superbook promotions. All right, guys, let's move on to game number two. The Atlanta Falcons are traveling to Tiki's New York Giants. Two teams looking for their first wins of the 2021 season, which I always say this in MMA, which means 
someone's O has to go. <laughs> How did the Giants come back, guys, from losing a game because they jumped off sides on a game-winning field goal? I, mean, I don't want to be too dramatic for this, but the odds – of going, uh, making the playoffs after going over and three, not good. Yeah, both the Falcons and Giants must win situation. Tiki, they're your Giants. Give yeah, us your take on the look. I was that. It was a horrendous way to lose a game. They did yeah. cover last week, though. It was a horrendous way to lose the game. However, there were some good things that came out of it, and that's really all you're looking for if you're a Giant fan right now. Daniel Jones looked exceptional. Now, keep these. Keep this in mind. If a 58-yard touchdown doesn't get called back uh, on a holding call, if Darius Slayton catches that 43-yard touchdown that Daniel Jones threw to him, he got hit just as he let it go. That's why it was a little bit long. But Darius Slayton's got to catch that pass. If those two things happen, Daniel Jones finishes the game with 300 yards passing and two touchdowns and 150 yards rushing and two touchdowns. He has a 454-touchdown day if those two little things don't happen. Yeah. So you have to be encouraged that Jason Garrett is starting to put the ball in their best players' hands. Yes, I said it. Daniel Jones is the best player, best athlete on that team. And for too long, they've been piddling around, letting him throw the ball and dink and dunk. Let Daniel Jones be Daniel Jones and Cook. Now, offensively, they have off issues with their offensive line. That's why we're seeing this. That's why Saquon Barkley has one carry for 41 yards and then 12 carries for 16 yards. It's just not uh, consistent or sustainable. Defensively, they've had some issues, and that's where they're going to get tested in this game against the Atlanta Falcons. Calvin Ridley is their top receiver. Kyle Pitts is second right there. And Matt Ryan still has a little bit left, maybe a little bit left, but I don't think we see it this weekend. I like the Giants to, to, to cover this three points, mainly because they, they're desperate and they have to get a win at home for a team that had a little bit of expectation, not a ton, but a little bit of expectation. They have to get right against a team that's playing really poorly right now in the Atlanta Falcons. I'll, I'll tell you this, Tiki. The, the Bucks are the prohibitive favorite to win the NFC, correct? Yes. That game, that game against Atlanta last week, and and start of the fourth quarter was twenty eight to twenty five, and Atlanta was in the football game. I was sitting there watching it, saying Atlanta has a chance to win. What happened? Their offense imploded. Matt Ryan throws two interceptions for a touchdown, but they outgained the Bucks last week. Tom Brady, all those offense, all those weapons, they outgained the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week uh, on the road. And so I look at this game, and and you almost – the Giants feel cursed. Joe Judge is not making good decisions. I don't know what the heck yes. he was doing at the end of that game, by the way. Mm -hmm. I, we can get on – that's a, a totally different diatribe that I just don't feel like getting into <laughs> right now. But you feel like you feel like Dan, Dan Jones is in a no-win situation. He, based on what you just said, the numbers that he put up, you watched the game. He looked good. Saquon Barkley, okay, you have one big run. Like it's it, it's the Dan James show or Daniel Jones show, and he can't do it by himself. Their their defense is not good enough uh, to stop what I think is gonna is an explosive uh, Atlanta offense. So I'm a, I'm against you here. I think I think actually Atlanta's gonna go on the road and win. They're a better football team than their record shows. Are they ready to to be competitive, Atlanta? No, because they don't have enough talent. Like the Bucks have no cap space and have a lot of talent. Atlanta has no cap space and very little talent. And it's and what they do have is young, except for their old quarterback who, look, he's he's not the same, but he's still good enough, I think, to pull out a win this week. So we're at odds again. Uh, 
I love Surprising. it. That, Surprising. That, yeah, there's a real shocker there. They're at odds. Uh, the Rondé's in New, Rondé's in New York. It's like in 90 degrees and 80% humidity. He's got a sweater on. What's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> I think he's holding on to the summertime with that shirt. He's going to a barbecue after this, I think. Hey, the odds right now. The Giants opened up as a three-point favorite. No movement. They are still uh, three points favorites. The over-under in this game is 48. Uh, what scares me, guys, is back-to-back -back road games for the Falcons, and Matt Ryan has been getting destroyed. His uh, O-line is is kind of a mess. I went yep. back and forth with this one because, Rondé, you brought it up. Uh, you know, that game, the Bucks and the Falcons was was close going into yep. that fourth quarter. I think the, the Bucks' uh, defense is, is struggling a little bit, but I think the Giants, uh, they get it going this week. I'm going to take the Giants in this game. A couple quick uh, stats from Superbook.com. The Giants are 20 to 1 odds to win the NFC East. Those are the worst odds. Dallas are the favorites at minus 155. Okay, let's move on now to game number three and Monday night football. Yeah. We've got the Philadelphia Eagles. One and one traveling down to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they also come into this game one and one. This is the home opener for the Cowboys. And you look at this matchup, fellas. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense, you know, took a little step back against the 49ers last week. A very good defense, though. He only completed 50% of his passes, just threw for 190 yards. Cowboys got things rolling with a big win in L.A., knocking off the Chargers. Rondé, we'll start with you. Give us your take on this matchup. Random random fact from last week's game between the between each of these two games. But at one point, there was 11 points on the board in each of those games. What? Crazy. What? what are the odds of that? <laughs> I didn't I didn't bet that. I should have bet that. Because yeah. that's wow. just a random that's a, just, that is a, a random, random prop. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Philly, Philly, and I kind of I, I warned you last week, Tiki. Philly, when they played a good defense, they were going to struggle. There were some big plays in that game. Jalen Hurts, of course, doing what Jalen Hurts does, scrambled, got out of the pocket, created some plays down the field with his arm, and then they imploded in the red zone against against San Francisco. That, I mean, that game was was dull. Let's call it what it was. I mean, San Fran won and they covered and all that and all that other stuff. But it wasn't a well played game by either team. I just don't know that Philly is good enough to go to Dallas and win because the the litmus test on Dak Prescott injury passed. The big contract number passed. The, the mm. guy is legit right now. And then you you have that two-headed monster running back with Zeke Elliott. Or I should say the other way. Tony Pollard and Zeke Elliott because Pollard is the guy, man. He, they they look like they can run away with the NFC East, in, in my in my opinion. So I think Philly going on the road Monday night, big setting in, in Dallas, no no chance. I think this game screams at Dallas. Take take those points and, and, and go with it. Um, they're playing better on defense as well. The Cowboys are. Uh, I think, you know, I think there was so much uncertainty with this team at the beginning of the year. I, I feel like that certainty is almost gone at this point. And Tiki, let me give the quick odds as we go into this before we get your take on this game. Uh, Dallas open as a minus four favorite. Uh, money coming in on the Eagles are down to minus three and a half. The over under is 51 and a half points. 
Um, what are your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I think money's starting to go to the Eagles because people have forgotten that they suffered a rash of injuries last week, including yeah. Brandon Brooks, their start or starting right guard, who has a tech uh, a pec injury. So that means Nate Herberg is going to take his spot. But probably more importantly, Brandon Graham tore his Achilles on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Zach Ertz has COVID. I mean, they, you look at their injury list; it's at least 12, 12 guys long. Now, some of those guys may play, but still, uh, they're, they're they're hitting the the injury bug early on in this season I like the Cowboys minus three and a half in this game mainly because of what Rondé said with Tony Pollard who's more diverse than Zeke he can catch the ball out of the backfield he had over 100 yards rushing last week Dak Prescott we saw it last year when they were in desperation mode and had to outscore everybody he can fling it he can open it and he's comfortable uh the wide receiving core even though Mark Cooper's banged up a little bit um is 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 one of the tops in the NFC and the NFC East and so I like them to be able to score points I don't like the Philadelphia Eagles ability to score points. They have been uh, very uh, bad in scoring 21st in scoring in the National Football League yep. this year. Yes, they run the ball fantastically. I think they're second in rush in the league. Well, that's because your quarterback, you know, gets 120 yards every every game or so. Um, <laughs> right. This stats will lie to you about the Philadelphia Eagles. I like them, you know, in the future. I don't like them right now against a Dallas team that has it, they're feeling good about themselves after week two. Week one was a tough loss, obviously. Week two, they feel good about themselves. And yes, I know they lost uh, their defensive end and uh, Demarcus Lawrence, but Micah Parsons, who hadn't played DN you know exclusively since high school, lined up at the DN. He had you know a sack and three pressures or four pressures. I think he was just disruptive. That dude can do whatever he wants. Uh, this new scheme is benefiting the Dallas Cowboys and at home in the opener where all the expectations of Jerry World and Jerry Jones are going to be realized on the Philadelphia Eagles expense give me the Cowboys minus three and a half again the current odds from superbook.com Dallas is a minus three and a half point favorite over under 51 and a half um, I think we're all on the same page with this one we're, we're all e either going to be on fire uh, this weekend or we're going to be <laughs> hiding in the closet uh, I'm going Dallas, too. I think the biggest challenge for them, again, is going to be uh, just containing Hurts with his running ability to get to the outside. But I think the Cowboys defense is up for the challenge. I like the Cowboys as well. Well, we are just rolling on as week number three. The NFL season is here. And now it is time, guys, for the Barbers game of the week. Uh, I don't think we're going to agree with the same game like you did last week. <laughs> we're going to go to Tiki first in the, in the setup. Tiki, what's your game of the week? My game of the week is the New Orleans Saints at the New England Patriots. The Pat, the Pats are laying three here, and I like the Pats. And the reason is they feel steady, right? It's Josh McDaniels has a quarterback that he likes. Now, they've been terrible in the red zone, only two conversions for touchdowns out of seven attempts. So you, you worry about that just a little bit. But at home, having a, a Mac Jones playing as well as he, he's been uh, playing, their run game has been stout. They're going to be consistent. They don't make mistakes. But most importantly, this defense, this traditional old schoolish Bill Belichick defense has been dominant. Josh Uche is leading the way with three sacks on that side. They get after the ball. They confuse you. And remember earlier in the season, uh, in this episode, when I was talking about the New Orleans Saints, they're still not home. 
they have one of the challenging, most challenging early parts of the season, not because of their schedule, but because of the circumstances of Hurricane Ida. So we send our best wishes to everyone in down in New Orleans. Absolutely. But for the New Orleans Saints, just from an operational standpoint, you have eight coaches out. Rhonda, you know this. You yeah. know, you, know, you got to install a specific game plan on a Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. And now all of a sudden, who is it's the quality control guy doing it? It's the you know, your position coach by Zoom. Like, how are you how are you teaching these guys? So that's why we saw what happened happen in week two. I think we're gonna see it happen in week three as well against a very good New England defense. Give me the, the New England Patriots lane three. Yeah, my only caveat to your to your pick there is I think Sean Payton is a genius. He finds ways to to manufacture you know, uh, uh, success for his team. And I, 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 he'll be motivated to go to New England. And I, True, and, but you did see Jameis Winston doing Jameis Winston things last week, did you not? I did, unfortunately. I did. I did. <laughs> so, so what are they? We, again, like I said earlier in, in the show, what, what are the New Orleans Saints? We don't know. And I, my game of the week, so I almost picked, I almost picked Green Bay, San Francisco, just because we don't know what either one of those teams are. I know San Fran is 2-0, but they don't look like a 2-0 team to me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, in Green Bay, after getting blown out, uh, uh, goes in and has the second half that we all expected Aaron Rodgers to have last week. That, that was always my game. But my game of the week, and this is so, so homerish of me, it's, 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 the, pick goes. it's the pick em game. Bucks at Rams. I mean, Love it. it's, it's it's one point, right? Bucks are well, all over. it's moved all over, Rondé. I yeah. mean, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers opened up getting two and a half points. Unbelievable. And now they are the favorite by one and a half. I mean, huh. this line was all over, over under 55. So I'm glad you picked this game, Rondé. Yeah, and it'll probably change again before. I mean, depending uh, uh, what, what happens at the latter part of this week. I mean, the Bucks have a couple of guys with COVID issues. You don't know if that's going to accelerate uh, if, if uh, other guys get tested. Because, you know, they do the staggered testing now. So guys show up later on in the week or, or whatnot. But look, are the Rams what we think they are? Are they Matthew Stafford just freewheeling, letting it, you know, rip it down the field all day long? They were week one. They definitely were not week two. I mean, I think the, the Colts played them tough, and the Colts lost their quarterback at the end of that at the end of that football game. So I'm trying to decide, looking at this game, who is who. The Bucks. Put it this way: I've watched every single snap uh, for the last two years of this football team. They are really good on offense, and they are really average on defense. They just they cannot stop people when they need to. So if you if you if you're betting this game, the pick them, dude. I don't know who to take here. It's your it's your preference. One thing's for certain: take the over on points. This is going to be. I, th- I, like I think it's, what is, what is the number? I think it's it's 50, 55. 55. I guarantee you, there's sixty points scored in this in this football game. But it's definitely the game of the week. It's game of the week for reasons. Game of the week on Fox. Yeah. It's, it's 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 one that's going to be paid the most attention to. Probably the one that's betted the most this this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Two teams with Super Bowl expectations for sure. I think it's going to be an offensive shootout as well. Uh, but wouldn't you have loved to got the get the Bucks plus oh two God. and a half at right? the beginning of the week? <laughs> Can you I lock mean, that in? Can you lock that yeah, in? I did not. Some did people not. did. Some people did. Sleeping Monday morning. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, got to set the alarm earlier. So uh, current odds on that game. Again, we said the Bucks started at plus two and a half, and now they are current a one and a half point favorites over under 55. And uh, Mike Rigg, our producer, hitting us up with some knowledge this morning. Uh, as we see, uh, Antonio Brown will be on the COVID reserve list yep. this morning. Uh, so they will be without Antonio Brown. Maybe we see some more movement on the line, guys. Mm. Yep, yeah, absolutely. but the thing is, they have so much talent at wide receiver uh, and pass yeah. catchers from Gronk. And we haven't even said Cameron Braid or O.J. Howard's name yeah. really much this season. Uh, you know, and, and we know the receiving core is good. So uh, Antonio Brown is a luxury for the yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> as we right. saw in the Super Bowl. But he can be an X factor, obviously, as well. Some future odds from Superbook.com. Brady 5-1 to one now to win the MVP, tied with Mahomes after he's been on fire to start this season. And Matthew Stafford right behind him at 7-1. to mm. one. Man, Interesting. I would have loved to it. see what he was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. I don't I have no idea. I just, look, yeah. whoever the uh, – So that should be a great game of the week. Quickly, uh, my game of the week is definitely not a game of the week, but a game that I really like. What's going on in Jacksonville? I mean, mm. come on. I mean, Urban Meyer, considering going back to college after week <laughs> one, week two, they're apologizing to their fans. Come on. It's well, week he's two. He's telling what? them to be patient, which is what you got to do. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, let's let's be real here. He is he had so much potential. He was a national champion and as, a, as a freshman at Clemson. He was one of yeah. the top players ever coming out of college. I mean, people are putting him up there with Peyton Manning when he came in. However, he is having one of the worst starts for a number one overall yeah. pick in the history of the national football league five interceptions already he yeah. does look good at points but he's going to struggle because they're they're a mess down there they is that are. is that more is that more than Jameis threw because <laughs> he's the number one pick he got off to a pretty tough good start question <laughs> yeah you gotta take a deep dive yeah but that. i don't think he had a 50 percent completion percentage yeah well, I think the Cardinals in that potent offense, they're going to roll. Uh, Kyler Murray will lead the way. They're going to steamroll the Jags. That's uh, yep. the yes. game that I am keeping an eye on. Speaking All of, right, speaking guys. Speaking of MVP uh, odds, what, about, what are his odds? Kyler yeah. Murray, man. Jeez. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Well, guys, each week uh, we have a season-long contest going with the winner having the chance to earn a trip of a lifetime to Las Vegas to view the Super Bowl with what makes this even bigger. You get to hang out with the Barber Brothers. All you have to do is send in a question via Twitter uh, just to the handle at Superbook Sports or at Rondé Barber, at Tiki Barber, at R. Cruck, and you're in. It's just that simple, and you could be hanging out with the Barbers in Vegas on Super Bowl weekend. All right, this week's question, guys. Maybe the leader in the clubhouse after three <laughs> weeks after this. Uh, this is my favorite uh, so far. Uh, coming in from a Robert uh, Sheiks, who asks, which one of you is more hated in Philadelphia? <laughs> that is going to be a tough Well, one. see, Rondé doesn't get the opportunity to ask this question of Philadelphia Eagles fans as frequently as I do. So whenever I'm close to Philly, South Jersey, or even in Philadelphia, I get the, oh, TK, man, you know, uh, I hated you when you were playing, and yeah, but I respect you, you know, good job. And I say, I say, oh, time out. Who do you hate more? Me? Or my brother, and they don't—they're not even thinking about it because they're just thinking about hating me. <laughs> and as soon as I say that, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, it's it's Rondé. Rondé closed the vet, man. He closed the vet with a 92-yard interception return for a touchdown that, that shut out Donovan McNabb's opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. So you're it's definitely Rondé. Definitely Rondé. Hey, I don't think there's any question because as Tiki just methodically beat the, the, the Eagles from time to time, you know, game in and game out. I like apparently ruined some kids' childhoods. <laughs> they were that game, and they knew that they were going to the Super Bowl. So I, I apologize for being on your most hated list, uh, but I'm still a good guy. I still break bread with you, drink beer with you, man. So I'm good. There you go. And who knows? You know, uh, knowing your luck, the winner of this contest is going to be a fan <laughs> from Philly. And you two are going to. I would love it. There I there. would love it. Me too. <laughs> and answer like a list of 100. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, that's our season long contest. So get into it. Uh, send us a uh, question for Rondé and Tiki just uh, on Twitter at Superbook Sports. And you could be hanging in Vegas with uh, the Tiki brothers. Great, great question this week. And uh, guys, a lot of fun. That's going to wrap up episode number three of Betting with the Barbers before we kick off week number three. Any thoughts? Kyler Murray, six to one odds, by the way. Mike Reed just told us that. Uh, Thoughts? I think, again, I think this is the trend of the season is the underdog. You know, these teams have to go on the road and, you know, maybe show up. So it's it's hard to bet sometimes early in the season. But, you know, just stick to your gut. That's how that's how I feel about football. Just stick to your gut. What I what what I what I wish I had was I wish the Kansas City Baltimore game was still going on. That was by <laughs> the most entertaining Unreal. game I've seen yeah. in a long time. I hope, I hope there's a game this week that rivals that one. Tampa my thought for my thought yeah. for week three <laughs> is um maybe we now understand why Mark Davis gave John Gruden a 10-year contract. It took him a couple of years, but they are playing lights out. And Derek Carr. I mean, his MVP odds are going to start rising as well. He's got talent on offense. Max Crosby has turned into that alpha that John Gruden has been seeking on the defensive side of the ball. They're getting after it. Anybody would have thought the Denver Broncos and the and the and the and the uh, Las Vegas Raiders would, would be the only two and O teams in the AFC West. Nobody except for Ron, who's a homer. Uh, so the Raiders, man, the Raiders are good. The they two, are they really are good. the only two undefeated teams in the entire AFC team. That's a great point. Crazy, crazy. I think uh, as we look at it right now, early in the season, NFC West, AFC West, by far the two top divisions. So in the right. NFL. No doubt. No doubt. Guys, what a blast. Um, we are so happy that we are rolling on with this show, and we thank our viewers and our listeners. As always, these odds are subject to change, so check out superbook.com or the Superbook app and get the latest odds and boosts and promos as well. And make sure you're following us on social media. We are at Superbook Sports. Tell your friends, listen to all the full episodes of Betting with the Barbers, the podcast before the games on Spotify and on Apple. For Rondé and Tiki Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. We will see you again next week for another episode of Betting with the Barbers. You've been locked into the Betting with a Barbers podcast. 10-5, touchdown Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki and Ronde Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. 
Subscribe, rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Jakey Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondé Barber broke up the play. Rondé Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.